0: One, Forever Alone, is a story-based podcast and a work of fiction. It is created and narrated by J.A. Laroque. You can find this podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere where podcasts are found. And now, Chapter 3, The Shores of Solitude. It was the warmth from a ray of sunshine shining down onto my face that awoken me. Normally, this would have upset me. I purchased thick black curtains against my mother's wishes to draw together before I went to bed. That day, however, I was well rested. Normally, my nights were plagued with dreams that I had trouble remembering, images of places and people I couldn't fully recall. This didn't happen that night. I didn't dream about anything, or I had fully forgotten the dream. Either way, the outcome was satisfying. It was nice to open my eyes to peace and silence. I was wrapped in a feeling of calm. My mind was at peace. I didn't want to leave that place. I rolled over onto my stomach to check the time. Any serenity I had felt was ripped from me when I saw 1.30 in bright red staring back at me. Shit, I'm late! I jumped from my bed so quickly, I staggered on my feet for a moment due to the dizziness. There was no time for anything that I needed to do, but I couldn't leave the house just after waking up. I stepped into the hallway and was pleased to find the bathroom empty. Every time I was in a hurry, Ashley would be in there doing something that took forever to finish. A cold shower would be the first of my many punishments that I would face for running late. I was to be there at 1. By the time I reached downtown, it would be well over 2pm. I dressed quickly then rushed down the winding steps that overlooked our living room. There was no one else around, but the scent of coffee and toast told me that my mother was having breakfast in the kitchen. There was no time to see her. I opened the front door and as I stepped out, I poked my head back into the living room. Mom, I'm running late to meet Christine. I'll call you from the library later. One thing I never understood about high-rise apartments was the idea that we were all supposed to be a community. The association would try to organize events and speak as if we were all friends and yet they designed the place as if it was a hotel. This didn't matter to me because I had no interest in meeting any of my neighbors. We were always taught that being independent and creative was an important part of life and yet everywhere I looked was about conforming. Even all the hallways looked the same, with the same maroon-colored Arabian-style carpet against the cream-colored wood-trimmed walls. My mind would often wander to unimportant thoughts when stress crept in. The pressing matter was Christine and how she would react to my tardiness. One thing I did learn, after several incidents, was to call her when I was late. I was surprised when I pulled my phone from my right blue-jean pocket to see that she had not called me. It didn't matter, I needed to call her and the hope was that she would understand or at least be less upset at me. I dialed Christine's number while I pressed the call button for the elevator. I knew after our conversation last night, and the matter of importance that she brought up, she would think I wasn't going to show. I care deeply for Christine, but the truth is, sometimes it's more a hassle than it's worth. The call was picked up by her voicemail. She could have been ignoring me, which I could understand. Christine, listen. I overslept. I know it's a weak excuse, but I'm on my way, so don't leave, okay? Alright, bye. The elevator doors opened. It almost surprised me. Normally it could take more than a few minutes for the elevator to arrive. People were always holding the elevator for someone moving or doing something or running late. I returned my phone to my pocket and stepped inside. The elevator sped down to the lobby without a single stop. Again, I was surprised, but this time, pleasantly. Our lobby was recently remodeled. The President Association went door to door telling us all about the imported Italian marble they installed on the floor. Everything about the lobby was redone to let all that visited know that the people in this building had reached a higher level of existence. It made me sick. I didn't care to take notice of the changes they made, but even though I was in a hurry, I was forced to take notice. The lobby was dead silent. It was never empty, especially on a Saturday afternoon. There were always people coming and going. It was like you didn't station. The elevator doors began to close on me, Seeing the lobby empty should have made me happy, but it didn't. My shoes echoed through the lobby as I made my way to the doorman station. Nicholas was the only person in the building whom I could talk to. He was in his late 30s working his way through college. The man was extremely intelligent and actually taught me some things. The way the association attendants treated him You'd think all he was good for was opening doors. The way they treated him disgusted me. Then again, most of the things the people in my building did was disgusting. I called out. Nick, where is everybody? Hey. There was no response. I leaned over the counter and could hear static coming from his portable radio, but he was nowhere to be found. I assumed he was helping someone bring in a package or something. The snobs in my building treated Nick like he was their personal slave. I never understood how he could take such treatment with a smile. I didn't have any more time to waste. I was already late enough. I made my way back towards the elevator and exited into the garage under the building. Just like the lobby, it was quiet out there as well. No sounds of cars exiting or entering. No sign of anyone. Perhaps something was going on over at North Avenue Beach across from Lakeshore Drive or in Lincoln Park. I quickly ran over to my bike. My Yamaha R6 motorcycle was my most cherished possession. When I first laid my eyes on its candy apple blue frame, I fell in love, or the closest thing you could come to. I remember telling Christine how much I loved the motorcycle. Her response was to ask why I never used the word love when talking about her. I did have an answer for her. Something about how my bike didn't need my love. But I knew better than to tell her that. You would think that a 19-year-old asking for a motorcycle would lead to a long saga of begging and bartering. However, my father negotiated with me better than any FBI agent ever could. The metal gate leading outside was left open. Normally when you slide your plastic key card against the scanner, the door would automatically open and then close on its own. The only way it would remain open would be if the doorman used his override control. What didn't make sense was why it was still open. The last time the garage door was left open, Mrs. Small's champion poodle escaped. Come to think of it, that was when Nicholas and I became friends. After seeing her chew him out, I just felt sorry for the guy. The stupid dog was fined and found only minutes later one of the many reasons I hate people. A strange echo flowed throughout the garage. It was quiet out there as well, no cars coming and going. Normally, I cannot wait to strap on my helmet to block out the sounds of screeching tires and barking dogs. But that day, I went from silence to silence. The roar of my engine put that to an end. I raced onto North Shore Drive, screeching my tires against the pavement. I had been warned for doing that by the security guards, but they were not around, and I didn't care. My thoughts returned to Christine, and why she had not called me back yet. She often made a mistake, thinking that by not talking to me, I would take it as a punishment. One time she tried not talking to me for a week. It was a peaceful week. By the weekend, she called me upset that I hadn't reached out. I often wondered if she knew me at all. At the very first intersection, I came to a stop. I had to pause at the site before me. A black Cadillac Escalade sat parked in the middle of the intersection, blocking my right of way. Its dark-tinted windows prevented me from seeing inside. I waited impatiently for a few moments, expecting it to spring into motion. Women in their oversized SUVs. They were always losing control of them. At least, that is what I believed happened. Yet another delay. I could have easily gone around the vehicle, but I was pissed off at that point. The first thing I noticed as I pulled my helmet off was how cold it felt. That and of course the quiet, but I was about to break the silence once again. Hey, move that oversized, overpriced piece of shit! My voice echoed as if I was still in the garage. I was taken aback for a moment by the lack of people or cars on the road. Where were the dog walkers, the joggers? For that matter, where were the birds? I pushed my curiosity aside, leaned my bike on its kickstand and stormed over to the driver's side of the SUV. Come on! What's the holdup? There was no reaction, nor sounds from within the SUV. I cupped my hands together and could see inside. It was then that I realized the car was still running. There were no signs of life. The door was locked, but the keys were still in the ignition. I wondered, who would leave their car in the middle of the road like this? A better question came to my mind when I noticed a lit cigarette burning a hole into the gray leather seats. How long ago did this person leave, and why, and where did they go? The cigarette was burned down to the filter. But that didn't tell me much. I didn't have time to care. I retrieved my bike and continued down towards Clark Street. About a half block from the intersection, a sea of cars brought me to a screeching halt. In haste, I pulled my helmet from my head. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Several dozen cars were strewn throughout the intersection. Many vehicles had crashed into each other. Many more were crashed up on the sidewalk and into nearby buildings the massive accident scene was not the strangest sight there were no sounds no people not one police or rescue official no one i stood there frozen staring ahead at something that i thought i'd never see The only thought that ran through my head was, What the hell is this? Next time, chapter 4.